ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for What Do You Call It Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of What Do You Call It Podcast. I'm your host, GB, and today's guest is the Mohawk master of the suplex. It's the suplex assassin, Alex Kane. How you doing today, mate? You all right? I'm good. I'm good. I'm real good. I'm excited. Good, man. Thank you for coming to the show today. It is much appreciated. I want to kickstart the show by talking about your first memory of wrestling. So basically, when did you discover wrestling? I discovered wrestling. Um, I went to this yard sale in my neighborhood. And this guy, well, this kid was selling uh, some like wrestling stuff and he had the Stone Cold Demolition VHS tape. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I didn't know who Steve Austin was, but he kind of explained to me who Stone Cold Steve Austin was. And I bought that and I took that home and I watched it and I was in awe of how awesome Steve Austin was. Oh, that's sweet, mate. So Stone Cold was basically your introduction to wrestling. Did you have yeah. any other favorites growing up? As I got into it more, The Rock, um, Shelton Benjamin, Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar, Maven for a little bit. Maven? <laughs> yeah, Maven. I really like Maven more for his, like, theme song than anything. Oh, he's good in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be stuck in my head now. Thanks, mate. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um, no, no, no issues, Maven. But I just never, he's never been once mentioned on the show. I've done about 31 episodes. So, nice, man. And uh, awesome theme song. For anyone that's not... Heard of Maven? Go Google or YouTube his theme song right now. Anyway, so I'd like to basically talk about your journey into pro wrestling. And you actually competed in both wrestling and rugby at college level. Mm-hmm. Uh, rugby being a very big sport uh, where I'm from in the UK. I just want to ask, did you have the same passion for rugby as you did for wrestling? Um, no, rugby was kind of like my, it was kind of like my way out of collegiate wrestling because I was kind of burned out on it. So the athletic director was like, yo, you guys want to come try out rugby? Because I feel like rugby and wrestling kind of go hand in hand a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like the physicality and some of the techniques used to to bring people down to the ground. So, oh my God, like I got to play rugby. It was like, yeah, hmm, yeah. Let me get, let me try this out. Let me see what this is like. Okay, I get you, mate. But you was good at it though. But that's, that's yeah, cool, yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I want to ask then, you did wrestling in college and school. Did you do wrestling because you found that as a way to become a wrestler? Because I've heard that before, or was it something that you just naturally was good at? I, when I initially walked into my first wrestling practice in middle school, mm-hmm. um, I was like, I walked in the room, like, so like, where are the steel chairs? Where's the wrestling ring? Where's, the <laughs> Where's all this? What is this? Yeah. And I was like, and the coach was like, we don't do that fake stuff around here. I'm like, <laughs> hey, eh, whatever, we'll give this a try. So yeah, but I feel, but I do feel like, Everything that I've done in my life has prepared me for professional wrestling. No, I get you, mate. And uh, sorry about the disappointment, but um, I just want to know because um, you've actually done sort of yeah powerlifting, and you've actually done a five hundred pound deadlift without using the belt. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not an expert in powerlifting or gym because I've been to a gym for a very long time. But I want to know what does your training consist of? Because I know the listeners will want to hear about this. Because you've, you know, um, you've been quite good physique, like you know. Uh, my training is a lot of well. Now it's a lot of like um, like trying to like sculpt and like try to and try to put on as much size as possible. But mm. around that time, it was a lot of power power movements. Of course, 
So like the big three, deadlift, squat, um, and bench. But I try to work out at least three to four times a week. And, you know, in there, for me, it's just trying to, like, get stronger every day. So, like, if I'm in a set, no matter what the lift is, like, I'm trying to go up mm -hmm. at least, like, five or ten pounds each set. I like to, try, I like to challenge myself. Um, yeah. And if I don't get it, I don't get it. But at least I try no, I'll get you, mate. I'll get you. And I want to go back to something you just said that basically, like, yeah, yeah, things that you've done in your life have prepared you to pro wrestling. What actually inspired you to become a pro wrestler and take that leap forward? I think the moment that I saw it, like watching that, um, watching that VHS, the atmosphere of the of the arena, um, and like the level of entertainment that was there. Because like I, like growing up, I was kind of shy. Mm -hmm. But like, if I was like around like a big group of people, my first thought in my mind was, let me see if I can entertain these people. So that really like drew me in. And then also like wrestling in high school, college and, and, and middle school, like you're, you're wrestling in front of like a large gym of people, like, and every, all eyes are on you. And I always liked that feeling. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And where was it that you trained? Was it with uh, AR Fox? Yeah. AR Fox. Yes. The and man. What was the what was the score? I, I really like it. I, my first introduction to him was PWG, and oh mate, some of the stuff he did. Like I'm surprised he could still walk, but <laughs> it is <laughs> it is very surprising. <laughs> I wonder that every day. What was the um, biggest challenges for you when it came to training? Remembering spots. Um, like I remember telling asking Fox, like, do I have to do spots? Like these are so like complicated and like it's so much to remember. Um, but like he really he was really really patient with me. Um, and we found ways to kind of get around that or found ways to, um, make it more instinctual for me. So mm -hmm. that made, that made doing spots and stuff really, really much easier for me. I think another thing was like bumping because it's like, it's so unnatural to do, mm -hmm. um, like you have to fall, you have to tuck your chin or whatever. Um, and like when you're first starting out, they had you like slap the mat, but that was, that was kind of hard for me too. No, I get that. I've only done one day training and it was it was pretty difficult and there's a reason why I'm sitting on here. <laughs> <laughs> but I respect anyone that does it. Uh, how was AR Fox, by the way, as a coach? I think just the way you spoke about him just before I asked the question, um, you know, biggest challenges, you basically, you know, had a smile on your face already. So what was he like? He's really, really patient. Like, he's not, he's not a hard ass. I mean, I've heard stories about other coaches. They're like, like overly aggressive about it and he's mm. just kind of chill um, unless you learn at your own pace. He watches so much wrestling. So, like, no matter what your style is, like, he can, like, give you uh, pointers on what direction to take. Like, with mm -hmm. me, with my amateur background, like, he was, like, giving me guys like Josh Alexander, Jeff Cobb, Brody Lee, so many, like, like awesome, like, power, like, powerful guys or whatever for me to watch. Yeah. Um, Brock Lesnar was probably his favorite for me to, to study and to watch. Um, so, like... It doesn't matter like what your style is because he's wrestled literally everybody that's on television right now mm. um and all pretty much all the people that are like high up on the indies so like if there's anybody in wrestling to learn from it's him yeah that's good to hear man I'm, I'm a big fan of him i do like him and uh, i like to be involved as well i just want to know who did your theme song by the way it's awesome um his name is lacy the great he's a fairly accomplished artist in his own mm. right so at, we did these uh, Thursday night school shows and this is like pre-pandemic um, and like either like the YouTube link wouldn't work mm. or like something would happen with uh, something would happen like technical difficulty wise. 
And he he approached me at a show. And he was like, yo, I can make you a theme song. And I was like, really? What? Okay. All right. So I like sent him some stuff. And he actually made two songs for me. The first one, I wanted like that Shelton Benjamin gold standard type vibe. Yeah. It, it didn't. It didn't. The first one didn't really work out that well because hmm. I think he was he was kind of doing it more for like what I wanted and less outside of his less in his style. Yeah. Um, so the second song, which is the song I use now, I was like, yo, look, I want you to be completely comfortable making this song. I'm gonna send you like what I want in the song. And I just let him run run with it. And he told me he pretty much freestyled the entire thing, which is really awesome. But uh yeah. And the rest is history at this point. Nah, that's sweet, man. Especially like, because you've, you've only been, you, I was actually surprised when I found out you've only been wrestling for like two and a half years, something like that. Yeah. And yeah. I thought I thought it was a lot longer. And, you know, I think a lot of people, they do get into wrestling, they'll pick like generic rock songs or, mm-hmm. you know, especially back in the 2000s, like it's always Skillet or something. Or, yeah. <laughs> um, but for you to already have that creativity and to have your own theme song, you know, says a lot about you, I think, in my opinion, um, sort of makes you a bigger star. Um, one thing I want to ask is you have over 100 different suplexes, which is mental. On the spot, can you name me 10? On the spot right now. On the spot, German, uh, gut wrench, uh, release suplex, which is my favorite. The angle slam, which before, before I started using it, I was like, is this a suplex? But it is a suplex. Overhead belly to belly, uh, side belly to belly, capture, uh, my finish, which is kind of kind of its own capture head and, yeah. head and leg. Uh, what is it? Uh, T Danger, which is kind of like it's like a wrist clutch, but from behind. And then the Saido. You can go more if you want. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's cool, man. That's cool. That's awesome. So you were actually the second selection in the 2021 Open Draft in the in MLW Major League Wrestling. Big, big company, great company, produces solid, solid wrestling. Who are you looking forward to suplexing in MLW? To be to be frank, everybody, but Fatu, uh, Hammerstone, EJ, uh, Naduka, I think that's his name. I hope I didn't butcher it. Um, <laughs> Myron Reed, uh, Jordan Oliver, who else? Dave Richards. Davey Richards, definitely. I heard he kicks really hard, but I like that. Richard Holiday, just... Just Richard, because. <laughs> just because. Richard Holiday, just because. Maybe I can suplex some of the douche out of him. Yes. <laughs> oh, mate, you and Fatsu would be such a good match. Just, awesome. just going at it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think September 4th, I'll be in uh, like a fatal four-way with him, but I definitely want a one-on-one match with him. Oh, mate, take my money. That'd be fucking <laughs> awesome. That'd be so good. I want to ask, because I kind of skipped ahead, but I want to talk about, actually, you mentioned it, the pandemic. Uh, what was it like for you? Because I know you were active and I was sort of keeping up to date, but you actually kept yourself kind of busy during the pandemic. How was it for you to still be a pro wrestler in a pandemic? Um, at first, with not having fans and stuff, it was kind of difficult because, um, mm-hmm. like, I like to play off the crowd. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess I kind of got used to not wrestling in front of fans for a little bit, and it actually made wrestling a little, little bit easier because then I could, like, I mean, though people were, like, watching a stream or whatever – um, you could kind of like really figure out who you are and what you wanted to be. Um, and I feel like though like the pandemic sucked, like I feel like some people didn't take advantage of the pandemic yeah. because a lot of places got shut down. So there are only so many places that you could work and the spotlight was really put on those places. Um, yeah. So you really had to bring your A game. 
And like the pa- pandemic wrestling is, I think if the pandemic didn't happen, I don't know if I'd be where I am right now. I, pr- I probably would have took another year or two for me to be here, but um, I felt like it ac- accelerated, um, like, I guess, like my growth and um, my popularity. Yeah, I think I, I sort of um, noticed that, you know, your popularity was going up, uh, especially on social media. Um, and I, know, I think you've, you've even pointed out that you have got more followers because obviously you were able to stand out, be spotlighted mm-hmm. where other, other companies or other people just weren't taking advantage. And I respect you for that, especially during times like that. I mean, we're still technically in it, but we are coming yeah. out of it. So mm-hmm. you've got to be positive. That's yeah. the main thing. Uh, for your debut, by the way, uh, I just want to talk about that quickly. Did you have any friends or family there? Because when I've spoken to people before, they'll say like they had like their mum front row or they had like their mates or whatever. But I just want to hear about your experience. What was your debut like? Uh, my debut, well, my singles debut was against AR Fox, but like my debut debut was in, um, I think they, I think it was called like the Scrap Battle. Is a, is a, uh, it was like a battle royal type deal, and then like when you get to like the end, it becomes like a fatal four way hardcore match. Um, but yeah, my all my family was there, um, my nephews. Um, it was it was a dope experience. I basically just got to come in and and like just throw everybody and like just like show off my physical prowess. It it was it was really a cool cool experience. If I could go back and do it again, I'd probably do a few things differently, but <clears throat> it, it was fun. Nice man. Do you find yourself to be like your biggest critic? Your own? Are you quite harsh on yourself sometimes? Yeah, and it's. I always try to tell people like now, like don't like. I mean, like be hard, be hard on yourself, but don't be like so hard to where like you make yourself feel bad about it. Yeah. Um. Because I mean, Rome wasn't built in a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, as long as you take what you've learned, what you learned in that match, um, and you apply, and and you apply. Um, those critiques to the next match or whatever, that's how you become a better wrestler. It's continuing to learn and apply. Good awesome, I like that. Got your head screwed on, I like that, I really do. Uh, when you're not wrestling, what do you like to do in your spare time? Um, I like to work out, but I mean, I mean, I feel like that's everybody, but um, being in the gym, playing video games, um, eating. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh, sorry. <laughs> um, spending time with my girlfriend. Um, yeah, and like, coming up coming up with like new things that i can do in the ring like watching wrestling and like mm. trying to like figure out new sequences or new ways to manipulate the body to throw somebody um so i like to i like to kind of get creative have you wrestled outside the um outside of america yet i have not but i'm looking forward to it have you got anyone lined up or are you not allowed to say yet um i don't have anything lined up but i mean definitely the uk mm. um japan um germany at some point um yeah the pretty much those places are right at the top of my list nice man we'd, lo- we'd love to have you over here um, you'll get over easily um definitely as a suplex man people will be rooting for you that'd be awesome so just to wrap this up if a fan had never heard of you and you could only show him one match of your career so far what match would you show them to introduce them to the suplex assassin alex kane um can we do two? Go for it. Two. You're the uh, guest, mate. You're the guest. You can go three if you want. <laughs> um, my match with Brian Keith um, at, uh, what was it? Uh, the Big Star, uh, no, IWTV Family Reunion uh, from mm-hmm. WrestleMania weekend. Um, my, we'll do three. Um, my match with O'Shea Edwards um, at Action Wrestling. You can't do that in a wrestling ring. 
Um, it's on IWTV. Actually, the Bustos are on IWTV. And then uh, my match with Cole Radrick um, from SUP, uh, Southern Underground Pro. Nice. So they're the matches that you'd introduce someone that has never heard of you. Mm-hmm. But hopefully after listening to this, they are going to YouTube you. And they're going to basically want to find out where they can find you on social media. If you can tell the listeners right now, where can they find the Suplex Assassin, Alex Kane? You can find me on Twitter at Alex underscore Kane 11. Um, Instagram at the Suplex Assassin. And on TikTok at the Suplex Assassin. Fair enough, man. I'm, t- I'm, I'm too old for TikTok. <laughs> no, no one's too old for TikTok. No one's too old for a good time. Nah, that's good, man. It's good as long as you enjoy it, man. It's yeah, it's one of those things, man. I'm, I, I struggle with Twitter as it is. Like, but, uh, I'm not older than people think I am, but I'm not going to reveal the age on the podcast. <laughs> uh, one last question, actually. What are you like, 25? I'm 32, mate. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll go with 25. I would say best guest ever. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, um, no, I mean, that's just, and there's no money involved in this, people. Uh, <laughs> so the last question I'm actually going to have because. I want to ask because you are the suplex assassin. If you could pick one celebrity to suplex on the spot, who would you pick? Ooh, ooh, hmm. One celebrity to suplex. I'm trying to think who do Americans hate the moment? Who do they hate? Who do we hate? No, well, we are. <laughs> we obviously know who we hate the most, but I don't want to say that. that that's fair. Um, <laughs> um, you know what? I'm gonna keep it in wrestling. I'd love to suplex the Rock. Nice, nice. Yeah. Bring him back to your childhood hero then. So I won't ask the dream match. It's going to be The Rock. Uh, yeah. I, I would have expected maybe Taz or something, maybe. Mm, nah. Nah. I mean, I mean, no, I'm, I'm a fan of Taz. Mm. Um, but he's not, Has Taz not I've, reached out to you yet? No, I'm. I'd be surprised if he even knows who I, who, if he even knows who I am. He must know, man. Because What I mean, we do is, gets... what we do, we'll promote this episode and we'll be annoying and tag him in it. And then we might, <laughs> we might both get blocked though, but we'll be worth it. Now, after what I said, he might be offended. That is true. He yeah, might be offended. He's a little uh, bit insecure. But he's definitely, like, Taz is definitely an inspiration of mine. Like, I study mm. Taz daily. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, his arsenal was insane. And, I mean, like, when it comes to um, suplex creativity, he was mm. the guy. Um, but, I mean, Taz now, if I could wrestle Taz in his prime, yes, Taz now. I mean, now would just be like, it's, it's, a, it's a massacre, right? <laughs> yeah, it would be a massacre. Um, but Taz in his prime, definitely. I'd definitely like to have that match. Is it a dream match? No, but it, would I, would, would I want to wrestle him? Yes. A dream match for me um, would be Shelton Benjamin. That would be a dream match for me Man. currently, because he's still going hard. I mean, like, when he had that run, the first one, WWE, I think it's a crime that he never won the title. I mean, he had a good one with the Intercontinental and the US title and the tag team belts, but oh, it's just when he was on form, like against Angle and Jericho and Christian mm-hmm. and just stealing the show, he generally was. And it just, I don't know what it is. I think they just sort of. Mm. I, I, a lot of people have said, like, I remember this, I think it was either a Steve Austin podcast or mm. X Pac, but like they basically said, like, I guess he wasn't like the best at promos, but I'm like, I don't, you could have put him with Paul Heyman. Yeah, like easily. that would have been believable. Um, I don't necessarily think that you have to be able to cut a promo to be a yeah. champion or whatever. I think that you just have you need to be over. And Shelton Benjamin's always been over. He was over. He could have He's put like a large backroom or something. Shelton in the ring was probably one of the best, not just in WWE in the world. Oh no doubt, no doubt. Um, so definitely be able to wrestle, go one on one with him would be. Mm. I'd 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 be 
I'd be a kid in the candy store. <laughs> You'll be queued up in the meet and greet, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> just before the show. <laughs> I'm wrestling you after, but <laughs> nah. yes, that's what we mean. <laughs> well, that's awesome, mate. I want to thank you very much for coming on today. It's been a fun show, and uh, we've had a nice little chat. For everyone that's listened to this episode, there is going to be more What Do You Call It podcast coming out very soon. But for now, I want you all to stay tuned for my sponsors. Take care.